These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, in to the NFL Mocks podcast. Uh, one of your hosts here, Jake Shavink, with me, Nate Williamson. Say hello to the people, Nate. Hello. And we are setting up for our maiden voyage, the true maiden voyage of the NFL Mocks podcast, uh, with us two as hosts. We've had a couple trial episodes, but this one should be getting up onto uh, Spreaker. So you're going to find us there, um, as well as all the fan sided podcasts um, around. So. This week, uh, here before Saturday's games, recording on Thursday night, um, just before Thursday night football, actually. So it should be a good game. We'll miss a little bit of it, but that's all right. Uh, we're going to cover some news and notes uh, this week. Some of the things we missed, maybe from last weekend, we'll talk about Tua a little bit as well. A few other things uh, included with that. We're going to get into some draft spotlight. Guys, we're watching this weekend um, that you should watch as well. And then we're going to fix the Bengals. Should be a fun time. They have the first overall pick currently and no wins, Nate. That's fun. Yeah, that's always a fun combination. <laughs> Seems to go together for some reason. Yeah, fun combination, no wins. That means you guys, they've been talking about the draft for some time now. So, should be good. All right, let's get into some news and notes. Nate, we're going to start it off. We kind of just talked about this briefly before we even started. Is you know Chase Young, two-game suspension. Uh, he's back this week for... Probably the biggest game of Ohio State's season uh, against Penn State. What do you think? Yeah, I think they're going to love having him back. I think they probably could have done without him and still had at least a chance or probably taken this game. I just think Ohio State's too good for Penn State, but we'll see how it all plays out, I suppose. But it's good to see him back. I like to watch him play, and I think everyone basically does, including NFL teams. So it'll be fun to watch him. But if Ohio State fails to make the playoffs, I'll say this now, he doesn't need to play in whatever bowl game that they want will be playing in. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, if he's yeah, if he's going to not be in the playoff, I mean, there's no reason for him to play in a bowl game. But, you know, it'll be nice to see him out there against Penn State. He affects the game in so many ways, and so just the way he affects everything that's going on in a play, running or passing is just it's it's huge. And so having him back is going to be awesome for Ohio State, and we'll probably be talking about that game in a little bit actually. 
Uh, we didn't highlight really Chase Young because, I mean, who on Penn State's really going to deal with him? I mean, nobody. You don't really, yeah, you don't really deal with him, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Young's back. He should, it's unfortunate, Nate, no defense for Heisman, you know? Yeah, that's what kind of sucks about it. I was really on board with defense for Heisman because if we're picking, if it's straight up the best player in the game, that's a lock. It's him. There's no question. Yeah, I agree. And I think I was talking about this the other day. It was just like, you know, playing Rutgers in, in Maryland, you know, could you imagine? He could have close to 20 sacks. I mean, he's at 13 and a half. He could have had maybe five in those two games. Oh, it's yeah. not impossible. Easily. I would say so. Yeah. So say he got five in those games and he's sitting at eight and a half now. 18 and a half now, I mean. And, you know, you got Penn State and Michigan, two of the biggest games of the year. He's going to want to show out. So 20 mm-hmm. sacks, I think, was easily within his reach and so that's just it sucks that we didn't get to see that and he probably won't get an invite to new york unfortunately yeah yeah that's very true and the one thing that i will say i mean we're definitely not going to be seeing a shortage of sacks from him from here on out so that's the good thing he's going to be around a while he sure will so it'll hopefully he gets you know he'll get at least three more games i think as long as i take care of business to, uh, on saturday against penn state and hopefully he'll get two more in the in the playoffs so should be fun. Elsewhere around the league, you know, we just wanted to bring this up because we thought it was funny. The Chargers, Monday night. Man, that was rough. Right, Nate? That was yeah, brutal. It, it's been rough for the Chargers recently, to say the least. Yeah, I just losing once again by, by one possession. Just a brutal interception by Rivers at the end there. I mean, uh, his play has definitely declined this year, but then, you know, you go look at him. That 50-yard pass to freaking Mike Williams is yeah. outstanding. But then, of course, you know, you get that bad interception. So that's what they've been dealing with. His play's definitely fallen off, I would say. Yeah, I would hesitate to agree with that. I, I would go with that. Yeah, so right now I think they're like somewhere in the top dozen picks. And so that makes quarterback very intriguing for them, I would say. So, you know, life after Rivers, his contract expires after this year. He's talked about wanting to be close to Alabama. Um, mm-hmm where he plays next Tennessee could be in his future so that immediately makes you know quarterback a need for the Chargers yeah I'm actually a big fan of him ending up somewhere else at the end of this season and the Chargers really working on it I do know that there's some talk about him coming back signing a one-year deal and giving them some time if they were to draft somebody this year to kind of bring them up behind him and give them a little bit of turnover but I'd love to see him go somewhere else and maybe football shine on him a little bit better there because I mean he's still got what it takes his just arm has fallen off and with such a weird throwing motion it's not really a surprise yeah I mean the Chargers seems to be literally the most unlucky team in the league. They've lost, you know, what, 5,000 close games now. So, yeah, pretty much. You know, great time for them. Injuries have been just a problem for them. Maybe Tua gets gets into that range and they could, you know, potentially take him. Something we're going to talk about here in a few seconds. But, you know, Tua to the Chargers, I mean, again, that's, you know, Tua's been hurt. The Chargers are chronically hurt. Maybe that's not a good match. I don't know. <laughs> Sitting here nervously thinking about that. But anyway. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, Chargers drop a game. They're probably in the quarterback race. Uh, elsewhere, Nate, let's celebrate. The first underclassman unofficially, officially declared uh, yeah, yesterday, yeah. Uh, Arizona running back J.J. Taylor, is in. Uh, mm-hmm. First of probably over 100, I'm sure, because there was over 100 the last, I think, four or five years now that underclassmen declared, and that's a huge number. So it begins, and... Um, it's going to be interesting. Actually, I just heard on the way back 
um, from Milwaukee is Terrell Lewis is going to be like honored at Alabama Senior Day. He's only a redshirt junior. Yeah, so he's gone. Probably then, means he's gone. I believe Anthony Jennings is doing the same thing, so they're probably both mm-hmm. gone as well. One so. does not simply go for a senior night and then come back and play in a second senior night. <laughs> not simply, that's for sure. No, but, definitely not. Not without a little bit of what the heck, dude. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest, those two won't play in the bowl game if they do declare. So no. Unless, obviously, Alabama gets to the playoff, but we're thinking that's probably not happening. Can you imagine Nick Saban's reaction, though, when you have to go and tell him you're not going to play in the bowl game? Yo, I would never want to tell him that. No, I would That is the last the person game. I would tell. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> I yeah, that's just, that's a meme. That should be I'd a be meme like, out there. Coach, Nick I'm Saban. not playing in the bowl game. He'd be like, you're what? Not, what? And I'd be like, Coach, I'm playing in the bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coach, I just wanted to let you know I, I actually am playing. Yeah, um, I, I don't I'm know. really excited for this pinstripe bowl, Coach. Yeah, I just didn't know I was, yeah. I, I love I New wanted, York. I wanted you to know. That I was playing, you know. As if know. Alabama will ever be in a bowl game as low as the pinstripe. Yeah, pool. Nick, I know you wanted me to know that you were, knew that I knew you were playing, <laughs> that I was. But <laughs> anyway, so underclassmen declarations should be a fun time. We'll probably be all over those in the coming weeks here. Mm-hmm. And then one thing I wanted to get to, Nate, something interesting. Mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson, wide receiver, Minnesota, got a Shrine Bowl invite, not a Senior Bowl invite. Yeah, especially like as the senior bowl gets bigger and bigger, it's catching on a little bit more. It's interesting to see guys go to other games. I would have thought he would have gotten a senior bowl invite right off the bat, but uh, it does speak to how deep this class is in general and in seniors, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, right now I, I would say as my latest top 100 came out today, I mean, he was the top senior receiver. So at least in my opinion, again, that may mean the NFL is not as high on him. As, as some of us are, but I thought he was definitely one of my locks that mm-hmm. would be in Mobile when he went down there. But like you said, it speaks to how deep this class is, especially as far as seniors go, because it's, yeah. it's a loaded class already that's to, that's uh, accepted invites for that game. So, But again, I expect him to go dominate, you know, show up all those, all the t- uh, tier lower seniors, as we can call them, but I expect him to show out and get the call up. I don't know about yeah. you, but... Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think he balls out, and we'll probably end up seeing him in Mobile. Yeah, he should be there. And, of course, last but not least on the on the news and notes, obviously, you know, since this is our true maiden voyage, we really didn't get to uh, the Tua injury last week. Just horrible, Nate, right? Just, it's, I just, it's so sad. It's so sad. It, like, ruined my day for, like, college football, kind of. Like, yeah. it, it, it hurt me. Like, I was sitting there, like... Had the Alabama game on on TV, had it on my computer delayed so I could get all those clips, and then Tua goes down, and I'm like, man, it was funny because like right before the play, I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, he's got to get rid of that, got to get rid of that, and of course, you know, just just a weird landing, and mm-hmm. just to hear that he was screaming in pain just hurts. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that kind of thing. So so it's just yeah, it's <laughs> I don't unfortunate. Know, I think if you are, there's probably something messed up. Yeah, with that's you, but, yeah. that's probably yeah. accurate. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Well, it sounds like surgery went well, though, and it sounds mm-hmm. like he could be throwing by this by sometime in the spring, which is mm-hmm. interesting. He could again, be around for some limited type of pro day, actually, when you think about it. Yeah, that, there's a chance. And again, we know surgery went well, and the expected recovery time you never know. So it's just it's just being patient. I think throughout the process with Tua, should he declare? I think he will because there was stuff I heard about insurance. Like that yeah. he has, and yeah, I, I think heard he a has bit about that as well. 
he has to come out, I think, to get that. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, so, I don't think there's any chance he comes back, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, so I, I don't, yeah, I agree. I don't think he comes back, but I think it opens the door for for some more interesting topics to discuss. How far does he fall? You know, what are some dream scenarios? And two came to my mind, Nate, and uh, do you want me to tell you? Mm-hmm. I sure. think one you'll be very excited about is, you know, if the recovery isn't going great and, you know, maybe he slips and, you know, there's a team there in the late 20s who's thinking, you know, we have a great quarterback. He's been our city, you know, forever, it feels like. But he's done now. And the New Orleans Saints say, let's get Tua. What's your reaction immediately when I say that? I think there is a lot of risk there when you have uh, kind of a person that there's a lot of things still up in the air about. I mean, Tua, obviously, if he makes a full recovery, if he makes a 75% recovery, He's still one of the better quarterbacks coming out of this draft and maybe has that potential to be a next-level quarterback in a big way. I mean, I think he could be a, a workable quarterback at the next level, even if he doesn't fully, like maybe 60%, 70% come back. But he's not a big dude, so that's kind of a worry for me. Um, anything other than that is speculation. I think if a team feels comfortable enough to do it, do it because you can't really lose very much at the worst you say oh well the risk was worth the reward yeah i mean i think if if he falls to late first round just the talent that he has accuracy you know he's improved a lot when it comes to you know pocket mobility and stuff you know we saw this year and just man some of the throws he made against lsu were just i mean that last touchdown to devonta smith oh man that was a thing of beauty and just all that talent that he has i mean Boy, the Saints, I, I, if he recovers, boy, would that be a steal for the Saints. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you have that Favre-Rogers type of mm-hmm. transition, Peyton Locke type of transition that, you know, you don't usually get. So the Saints, that would be awesome. And then I thought of the worst-case scenario is he falls all the way to New England. Oh, I hope somebody is. I, I would oh, like to man. think somebody would be intelligent enough to snatch him up before that would ever happen. I feel like everybody in the league, you know, has to, on draft day, just talk. Except for the Patriots. You know, just shut them out. Of that boardroom, it's like it's like the rest of the teams are NATO, yeah, and, pretty much. You know, like they're NATO, and they're like, all right, here's what we have to do: don't let Tua fall to you know whatever, thirty-two. I don't know, thirty, twenty-nine. Just don't let him fall there. Someone please do it. Like take him. So it'll just be interesting to see your picks to make up yeah, whoever has just, to spend a pick doing it. Yeah, you know, you spend a pick, we'll we'll help you out. You know, a little bit. We'll, we'll just you. give you this for some cash considerations, <laughs> yeah. and you know, we'll work yeah. some stuff around. We'll make it work. <laughs> we'll we'll give you our fifth round pick if you take him. <laughs> <laughs> just so that that's like coming for the Bills front office. You know, it is. It's like uh-huh. okay, we're almost good. Just please don't let him get to a please. Please don't let the Patriots. Please. I think whatever quarterback you get with the Patriots is going to be terrifying. That's the worst part. I know. It's just like just, I just think too of the way he can process is just scary in New England. Yeah. I don't want that. That would ever. be terrifying. You might have Bill Belichick coaching until he's ninety-five years old. He, he might look like the emperor like when he retires. Actually, yeah. Oh yeah. Unless like his he skin does might look in like your that. Mind, which he definitely does in my mind. Well, he doesn't. He does in certain ways, but his skin may actually get to that point. Are you just going to turn over Baby Yoda to the Emperor? Because I'm not. Yeah, like Tua is Baby Yoda. That's <laughs> going on. <laughs> Tua is Baby Yoda. That is the only pro comp I uh, will allow um, during the draft process is Tua is Baby Yoda. Lock I don't ever want to see anything different than that. That's going to be locked into my scouting report. So Tua is Baby Yoda. Nate, it better be on yours too. So before um, we finish up the news here, just a little yeah. bit in our first break, 
Does that make Joe Burrow your quarterback number one, or was he already? I haven't really – I don't remember. I'm tripping over my own feet here, but I can't remember. And it also, what does that do to Herbert? So, well, I think right now, if you go look at my board, I'm not telling you to look at it now. Don't worry. Um, but I think two is at 10, I think, and Burrow's at 11. So they're right neck and neck. I'm patient with two on the board because I feel like he's going to declare. And there are some other notes. Like I've said, I've, I've put notes on the big board and kind of been like, okay, there's a couple of receivers I know that we've talked about that I don't have on there because they've been hurt. They're out for the year. Don't know if they're going to declare. Tua is different. I feel like he's declaring for many reasons that we already covered. Mm-hmm. And so, and some guys who are like sophomores somehow, like that Penn State tight end, Pat Fryermuth, like is somehow a sophomore, true sophomore, but he's three years removed from high school because he did a prep school in between. It's all a mess. But two is on there at 10. I'm patient with it because I've seen his film on field traits and he looks outstanding. So right now he's still QB1, I think, for me. But Broadway Joe is coming. And he deserves Broadway Joe. I think it'd be a great nickname because I don't know. Like, I get, like, why Joe Namath was called that, but he wasn't that good. So I I think Burrow's now the favorite to go number one overall. And we're going to cover it, obviously, in our in our um, mock with the Bengals that we do at the end of the show. So at least I think maybe. Ooh, mystery. Um, but Herbert, I mean, he's probably going to be a top ten, you know, quarterback if especially if to his recovery doesn't go as good as planned like it's mm-hmm. not on it's not on task and stuff teams are going to love herbert's you know arm the way he can push the ball on the field he's got pretty good accuracy he's mobile he can make plays on the run like there's a lot of things to like with justin herbert and he keeps having a great year like he had some great throws against arizona i know it's mm-hmm. arizona i'm like long-winded right now i'm <laughs> going off on tangents but herbert is he in play for miami at four nate would you take potentially take him if you're miami um, yeah, I think depending on your evaluation of how he fits into your scheme, Herbert's going to do the best where he's planned to do the best. And at Miami, I'm not 100% sure. It depends on what gener- or direction, what generation they want to go to, what <laughs> direction they want to go to in the future. But I think so many people are overlooking Herbert right now. I think it's incredible. I agree. I agree. They're lo- overlooking him big time. I think Herbert, I think, fits really well with like Arians and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. That's a potential landing spot. And like I've said um, in some mocks and, and just, you know, two people, I think I probably told Nate this even, that like, you know, if the Buccaneers end up down at the Senior Bowl, like Arians could be coaching Herbert and fall in love with him right there and then, mm-hmm. you know, before Winston's a free agent, then they say, yeah, we're moving on. We got our guy right here. Like that could happen. Could he go mm-hmm. to, you know, the Chargers potentially? Because, I mean, they, they run a lot of vertical stuff. I mean, well, maybe they don't. Maybe Rivers just decides uh, the heck with it and throws it on the field. I don't know. But, you know, you never know. I don't know. I don't know. Rivers might – that might be the scheme. Rivers is probably like just, all right, I'm throwing it deep. Like, I love could... football. I'm going to throw this deep. <laughs> so it's like it's he's like backyardigans playing football out there, you know. So it, it's interesting. And, again, it's all dependent on, on Tua's recovery and how well he does. But, I mean – I think Burrow's now the favorite to go number one overall, and Herbert comes into discussion in top 10. And I think he was kind of teetering on that earlier, but I think he's definitely in discussion now. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, so yeah, Tua, don't go to the Patriots. Tua's baby Yoda. We cover it. We got all that. Okay. Great. Working in as many Mandalorian references as I can. Great. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, actually. 
well, I haven't gotten Disney Plus, but I've seen all Yoda. the no. I Nate, I've seen all the memes. Okay, I've seen the forty-eight thousand memes that come across about Baby Yoda, and I'm just sitting here like I'm not joining the fun yet, and it's annoying. But whatever, Disney Plus okay. is amazing. Subtle plug, sponsor us. It's okay. I want Disney yeah. Plus for Sweet Life mostly. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Okay. Well, great. That's a good little tangent that we just went on. Um, before we get to oh, now changing uh, course here to draft spotlight, who are we paying most attention to this week? We're going to go over a few games I think that are, have caught our attention, um, and so we can start Nate with. Let's start with Ohio State, Penn State. It's big noon Saturday, as they call it now. I think that's is that like not the lamest thing they could have come up with. Uh, that's an ugly name. Like, why did they? I don't understand. Like, I the SEC just they they play two thirty. There's nothing like oh. You know, um, mid afternoon SEC. I get Pac twelve after dark. That's a lifestyle. So yeah. I I love that. I love that. That's a lifestyle, people. Okay, Big Noon Saturday is not a lifestyle. It's it's lame. So they need to change that ASAP. Okay, moving on. Let's Nate maybe highlight a couple guys you're thinking about. You know, you're thinking about going into this game. Where are you going to watch? I I have a feeling I know what area of the field you're going to watch. The one that I always watch. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, first of all, I kind of had listed here. I know you have one that I'm also looking at, but yet or gross not. You can say it. You know, you can include it. That's fine. Uh, I'll throw it. You'll, yeah. I'll let you throw it out there in a little okay. bit. We'll talk That's about fine. it. We'll talk. Uh, yeah, yet or gross Matos, one of the better edge rushers, kind of going against Thayer Munford, Brandon Bowen, that whole line, depending on where he lines up and what he exactly does in the game plan against Ohio State. It's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited for Gross Matos and the draft process. And uh, just overall coming down the next to the conclusion of the football season, Penn State's pass rush has not been good recently. Ever since going against Purdue, they've only got 1.6 sacks per game. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's kind of wild. I mean, they, they have a lot of horses up front. They really do. And there's there's guys going under the radar a little bit that are potential declares um, for this year. So, yeah, it's kind of wild. It. I was kind of surprised that, you know, as much as Minnesota took deep shots, that they weren't as, as active. Yeah, they didn't have enough time. It's not like they were really pumping it down super yeah, that's, fast. Right, that's why I was confused. That was yeah. interesting. But Yeah, 1.6 sacks per game is not a good look when you have a guy like that on your roster. That I mean, it's probably not really on him either. And then on those dark horse, like you said, I think a lot of that's game plan. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think... Yeah, you can neutralize pass rush at times. You've seen the Patriots do it um, plenty of times in the NFL. So, yeah, I, I totally get that. And may I say about – I don't even know. Like, I, I still got to find the pronunciation of his name. I'm not sure, but that dude – I've heard it 100,000 different ways. Gross, I've heard gross matos, matos, yetur. I don't know. Like, I've I, heard we need gross to find matos, like gross my toes. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not saying that. That sounds like totes my goats, and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> Totes, my goats, gross, my toast. That's not like, okay, we got to get away from that one, I think. So, but that, (laughs) but that dude has length for days, long arms. Yeah. Like, he's going to be fun to watch. I think that's a great highlight, Nate. And I think, and a very experienced Ohio State offensive line, too. It's going to be, yeah, they they keep replenishing offensive line. It's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. They have like six centers on staff there. And are bringing in two in this recruiting class. They're like bringing in an obnoxious amount of centers. They they so they're hoarding interior line like Alabama hoards running backs. Sounds right. good. Okay, just just checking. All right. Big Ten football sounds go. good. Sounds good. 
Yeah, I think that'll be a good matchup up front. And I think it'll be interesting to see how J.K. Dobbins does against that front as well. Someone mm-hmm. we kind of didn't really put on here, but a name to throw out there. As Worth somebody mentioning. who I think has looked a lot better this year, honestly, as far as, you know, he, he looks a little bit more electric. He's a little bit more powerful um, in between the tackles. And he's finishing runs. And, you know, maybe it took not sharing with, with Weber to come into his own, but he's looked good, huh, Nate? Oh, yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, so I think that's one to watch, and I think Nate and I are going to be watching this one as well. It's going to be uh, on, on the perimeter, maybe in the slot a little bit, but K.J. Hamler, redshirt sophomore, you know, mm-hmm. pretty electric playmaker. No matter where he lines up, he's getting Marquise Brown comparisons mm-hmm. pretty much right for good reason. So. Yeah, he's right like, so. He's almost like Rondell Moore light, mm-hmm. but not like super light. Right. You know? Like well, he's, I mean, he's a great route runner, too, which is one of the things I really think you have to have. Because if you can run routes and catch, I don't care what other traits or mental states you have, you're probably not going to be a total bust at the next level. I 100%. There are, there are certain traits, like you just said, that, are tran- that transcend scheme, no yeah. matter what you do. And if you can separate, there you go. Like You're, you're kind of set to the point where you know you can go be effective. That's Bingo. I think route running and separating, getting a good release. Those three things, if you can do that, you're going to produce pretty much right away as long as you know you have someone competent throwing a football. But right. I mean, we've seen that with McLaurin. Like the Redskins are bad. Mm-hmm. They're bad. But he's producing this year because he can separate. He's got that extra gear, which helps obviously. But again, he can separate. We saw it at the Senior Bowl. He's and we got bet he got better all week and he was excellent. Yeah. He was like my wide receiver four, I think, when it ended, which is crazy to think about. But he was just it that is. good and I loved him. He was that we'll good. We'll talk a little more about KJ Hamler later. Yeah. But KJ, yeah, we oh yeah, that's true. But yeah, KJ Hamler will work against Sean Wade and Jeffrey Akuda. We talked about Akuda before. Yeah, guy's awesome. Just ridiculously good. So fluid. Like he's yeah. just the long line of first round Ohio State DBs just add him to the list. But Sean Wade is an interesting name, and I think he's getting a lot of hype now in the slot. He made a heck of an interception last week against Rutgers. Nate, I don't know if you saw it. It was I'm awesome. Not sure, if I caught it, I know he's got. Re- he's not quite as fluid as Akuda, but man, not he as much. Sees the field so well as a cornerback. He he's a really solid player, and if he doesn't even declare, I think next year we'll be talking a lot about him. Yeah, um, that's just a good because point. he plays a lot in the slot right now, and he's not got it on the perimeter because. Ohio State's DBs are so talented. Mm-hmm. But when he's asked to compete in the slot, he does really well. So, you know, when they move Hamler around, you'll have to deal with Wade and Akuda. We'll see how that matchup transpires. I think Pratt Fryermuth is another one to, you know, enter into this discussion a little bit, just as, you know, when you're talking about playmakers against the secondary and, and seeing how maybe Jordan Fuller from Ohio State comes down, lines up against him. Oh, yeah, Damon Arnett's the other corner for Ohio State. Why didn't I mm-hmm. think of that? So that's why he's in the slot. You're welcome, planet earth but yeah i couldn't think of the name but yeah jordan fuller may get you know tasked with him a little bit down the field we'll see frymuth is tight end one if he declares i think in my opinion i haven't seen him a ton yet but i've seen a few games now down the stretch of penn state he looks excellent i mean he's physical he's he's built like an inline tight end who can go up and make plays in the passing game not exactly the most threatening tight end class this year it isn't, and that's why you know him declaring is is a huge deal. Next Which year's is, really is going to be a lot better. Me. Yeah, next year's is going to be a lot better. Yeah, I think I so. Watching tight ends. He could he could cash in. This would be a big deal. So, yeah, that's that's going to be fun to watch in the secondary. I think so. 
I don't know any, any final thoughts on Penn State, Ohio State, or do you want to get into um, maybe one of your favorite uh, running backs mm. for the Big Ten? Yeah, not a whole lot other than that. Just it's going to be a great game. You're not going to want to miss that. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be fun to. I mean, you know, preparing for next year. Obviously, Justin Fields will be fun to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, without a doubt. So yeah. Okay, Nate, why don't you take us to the next Big Ten game you got your eye on? Well, I'm not going to tell you exactly what I wrote down here because it's not pretty, but if you want to know, you can just ask me. Uh, Basically, Jonathan Taylor against Purdue. I'm watching Jonathan Taylor heavy. This dude is shooting for records and more records like a musician who has a home payment to make. He is going to be electric this weekend. I just have a good feeling that Purdue has no one that can stop him. Yeah, I mean, Purdue's had a rough year. To put it to lightly, say the least. yeah. So to say the least. they haven't had a good year this year, and it's not going to be fun. Unfortunately, I feel like you and me we're both rooting for Purdue because yeah. that's how Illinois stays in the Big Ten West hunt. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure if I want them playing Ohio State though. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, I I get it. I get it. Hey, it could be Penn State. That's fair. You never that's know. Fair. You never but know. It probably won't be. But nope. But yeah, I think Taylor's gonna. Probably, I mean, like, I, I put this on my big board update. Like, his last two weeks, he's had, I think, like, 454 yards on 56 carries. It's, like, stupid good. But nobody's talking about it. Like, I feel like he had 250 yards against Iowa. Nobody talked about it. Because we are so used to him producing. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that really worries me about Jonathan Taylor, which this is like bringing up a needle out of a haystack that's just a really good haystack and one that's terrible accurate. needle <laughs> is that he has been worked. I mean, he's not coming in with very fresh legs, but he's that's built true. in a way that he can last through that probably. Yeah, Fingers I think – I mean, you feel like he's got to declare after this. Not wood. You know? Yeah. He has to. Like, he, there's so much tread on the tires already. Yeah, he has to. He cannot do another season like this. No. It's just – it's a lot of carries in a punishing conference that plays good defense. Like, if he was doing this in the Big 12, it would be like, maybe he could stay again. I don't know. Yeah. But he'd probably yeah. be putting up even more <laughs> – he'd be breaking records already. more so. and more physical and more and more unpredictable. It, both – all the teams are getting better. It's going to be really – interesting but there's no way he comes back nor should he no i agree i agree so yeah watch taylor this week guys he's he's really good by the way yeah do you do you have running backs ranked yet no i don't okay so but he's probably he's up there i'm sure for he's you. definitely up there yeah. he's definitely up there he's currently my rb2 uh, yeah. behind deandre swift who he'll, also... he'll be top three or top four i'm not 100 percent sure yet i'm gonna have yeah. to take a deeper it's, look too again that's the other thing it's there's so many juniors yeah, and who could declare? The tread on his tires worries me so much, which is really I the reason that. I brought it up. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's a needle in a haystack. It's a really quality haystack and a not a bad quality needle. I don't. That yeah. wasn't how you phrased it, but man, it it's, sounded better when you said it. Whatever. It worked. It sounded better when you said it. It's because uh, I said it confidently. That's true. You did. That you was, can do whatever you confident. want as long as you do it confidently. It was confident. <laughs> okay all right says joe burrow <laughs> um but all right let's move to uh a good big 12 game uh this week uh should be a good one uh tcu and oklahoma at least from a draft perspective mm-hmm. i don't expect tcu to hang around in this game how about you i actually think they could give them a run if oklahoma's really? defense is bad in the game okay tcu's fair. got a fun offense 
That's that's fair. They do have two nice running backs, and they have a really nice wide receiver. That yeah, and can, a really I, fun quarterback, Max Duggan. It's going to be one to watch for a little bit yeah. here. We might as well we might as well talk about Jalen Rager right now. First yeah, off, probably he, I I want him to be my wide receiver one because he sounds like he should be in Game of Thrones. <laughs> he sounds like a Targaryen almost. <laughs> You're not wrong, and it's so cool. But Somebody like, make he, that edit, please. Jalen Rager is on a dragon. That needs to be like, oh yeah, okay. Someone needs to make that edit, and we can just use that um, as the podcast logo forever. Or Tua as Baby Yoda, one of the two. Um, pick, pick, pick one. Uh, but Porque yeah, no los dos. So yeah, that's true. We could just <laughs> half and half. Uh, but yeah, Rager should should thrive this week. Um, he's he's kind of that KJ Hamler type of mold, actually. You know, not as not as big. But he's got he's got acceleration, he's got burst, he's a pretty solid route runner. But he's he's mossed a couple guys this year. Um, uh, 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 Iowa State, um, he did it twice in that game. He went up in, in a contested spot and made a play, and that's something you like to see from guys his size um, that they're not afraid to go up and, and, and make plays that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, now that I uh, got um, Jalen Targaryen out of the way, um, <laughs> Nate, why don't you uh, bring up a couple guys that you're looking at? Well, I think two of the guys that I'm really watching in this game, Neville Gallimore and Kenneth Murray, they're both Bednarik Award semifinalists. How often do you see that? That is incredible, and it's so fun to watch, too. I'm trying they, to think. Is is Bednarik defensive player, right? I think so, yeah. So maybe, I don't know. I haven't looked at the awards the last few years. It's possible Clemson remember. had two last year. Yeah, I'm thinking Maybe on that D-line. Did. Yeah. But maybe not. I mean, it's, it's tough to be on that, on that list. I mean, you... You know, especially being a semifinalist, because that yeah. that's a narrowed down list. It's, it is, and to be two players from a Big Twelve team on that, yeah, that's no pretty kidding. impressive. Too. No impressive too. Impressive too. To get any defensive Let's honor in the Big Twelve, we're really gonna roast the Big Twelve. I don't hate like, on it. I um, love offense. <laughs> yo, let's okay. So basically, we we need to talk about this for a second before you get into Galmore and Murray. So Jalen Rager is basically. Daenerys and the Oklahoma defense is King's Landing. Oh, I see where you're going with this. That's the that we made so many good comparisons this episode. We are. It's hard to it's hard to rank them. Maybe maybe we'll we need to rank the week. best the best metaphors. <laughs> Big board for Nate and Jake's comparisons metaphors. It's coming I'm here soon. For it. <laughs> We're already one episode <laughs> in. We're already doing this. Love it. Okay. But okay, go ahead, so Gallimore and Murray, basically, they've developed along the way into the heart of this Sooners defense. But I am going to say I'm going to be watching this game because the TCU offense, super fun to watch. Uh, Max Duggan can throw and run really well. He's got a good supporting cast around him. And honestly, the Sooners haven't been that great on defense. So it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with TCU. I think this is either going to be one of those really close games or it's just going to be run away with from Oklahoma. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, it's all dependent on how they play defensively. I mean, if, if they're if they're stopping the run and they're pressuring, you know, uh, TCU's quarterback, it's it's going to be a long afternoon for TCU. But yeah. you never know. You never yeah. know. And so, it, the Big Twelve has been surprising to say the least this year. So there have been upsets all over the place. Um, Baylor might have just you know crumbled into back into mediocrity yeah. after that awkward um, issue last week. Like I, I say this like twenty eight three. If you're scoring up twenty one three, just either go, just go yep. for two. Just go for two because then it's it's like a cursed number. 
It happened in back-to-back weeks now in college football. Yeah, it is. Because either way, wild. you don't hit the bad number. So. Yep, you don't hit a bad. But yeah, so it'll be fun. Gallimore is right now fringe round one for me, at least as far as top 32 goes. He's definitely on my... He, I just did a senior senior big board uh, for with the first pick. Um, and yeah, he was on that list. He's going to be fun to watch the senior bowl. He's got upside as a pass rusher. He's an insane athlete. Um, and Kenneth Murray's a pretty good athlete, mm-hmm. too, Nate. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's going to be a really fun game to watch. Either way, whether you watch it from a competitive standpoint or from a NFL draft standpoint, there's interest there. I think you've got one or two there. more, right? Yeah, I, I highlighted what should be a really good matchup. Um, excuse my crack of my voice. Um, C.D. Lamb against Jeff Gladney. C.D. Lamb coming back this week. Um, it was really evident. That Oklahoma missed him against me. Yeah. Like, usually Oklahoma's like a team that, you know, you're like, oh, we lost somebody, you know, we can handle it. First half, they look so different without him. The big playability that he has, I mean, he's got double-digit touchdowns already this year. He's so good. He's in my top 10. Wide receiver two right now. I don't think the gap between him and Jerry Judy is that different. Um yeah, so he's so good, and, and Gladney's physical. He's a physical wide receiver, good ball skills, good athlete. Lamb's not like the crazy athlete, you know, mm-hmm. Nate, where he's got like that breakaway speed or anything, but like Lamb just, he's just out there producing. He wants it. Like his his mindset and attitude, it's going to be fun when those Yeah, two those are up. the big keywords for me with C.D. Lamb is his mindset and his attitude. He will literally go, he's so violent because he wants it more than everybody he plays against. I love those kind of Yeah, guys. I mean, you have to. The NFL does. That's for sure. Like, how can you not? I feel like he's like, he would be a great Raider. Yeah, it fits. You know? I think Gruden would love him. Yeah, he's got the right attitude. The go get him kind you of. Know? Like, Jay Gruden. Yeah, like, he's a high character guy. Him. Yeah, he's like high character guy, and he, he just he wants to work. And they need a receiver. Just remember, if he goes there, Nate and I called yeah. it first on uh, this podcast. CD Lamb he passed the Gruden test. Yeah, I, I really think he would. And so, yeah, that's going to be fun. Obviously, watching Jalen Hurts will be good. He It was a tale of two halves for him, really, last Saturday night. I don't know if you caught the I game or not. I did not. I was mostly okay. out for Saturday. I did catch a lot of the recap, <laughs> though, which was nice. Yeah, <sighs> I, it was definitely a tale of two halves. Some bad turnovers for him. A really bad interception. He just... But he's got the intangibles. He's a good leader. He's a powerful runner. He's got all these things that you're like, oh man, you could take a chance on him. But just like I just the he doesn't really when he steps into the ball, there's still some like flutter. There's under just it. nothing like that it I could float. Like, love, love, like about him. But he gets it all done. Yeah, I mean, teams are gonna love him in interviews. Like that's oh, yeah. obvious, without a doubt. Like, I mean, just the way he acted as the backup to Tua, like that's that's all you need to know right there. Like. He, He's going to be like the le- teams are going to worry about him off the field. Like it's going to be like, check, move on. Like we're, we're good. Like they're not going to worry about him at all, but it, it, there's some things he's still got to clean up as far as the prospect yeah. goes, but it'll be interesting. He should be down in mobile. Another guy to watch uh, for us. Mm-hmm. Nate, so Keep him on your list. So yeah, last but not least, we're going to go to one more game here. Uh, we're going to go to Oregon and Arizona state. Uh, not quite Pac-12 after dark. I think this starts at like 
six thirty or seven. Although that is dark here. Um, for unfortunately, us it is that is true. It is dark here at like four forty now, which is really depressing. Um, if if you live in the Midwest and, and up north, you I'm moving understand. somewhere else. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I I like the cold more than you do. Yeah, I don't like the cold. I understand. Yeah, the only I wish honestly, I wish they wouldn't turn the clocks back because I it's if it's dark at seven a.m. Yeah, I don't true. Care. I'd rather have the extra hour. Yeah, whatever. I agree. All right, great tangent. Love it. Uh, but yeah, it'll be kind of after dark. Um, but not like the nine ten o'clock starts that some people love. <clears throat> me, um, <clears throat> but. Yeah. Well, if we were in college, <laughs> yeah, late, it, would, it would definitely be. We'd be like, oh, yes. Love, love like, that late night. <laughs> it ended an hour ago, and we're still like, all that, all that good stuff. We're just but, not leaving for Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to Taco Bell just after this game. Today. We're hungry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, obviously, Justin Herbert will be fun to watch this one. Um, Arizona State's been an interesting team this year. They beat Michigan State, but so did Illinois. So maybe Michigan State's Michigan bad. State is bad. Um, Spoiler alert. They are. Man, I did I tell you I got like the most hate from that like over unders. Yeah, from Michigan State. At the State beginning fans. of the season from Michigan State fans are like, How dare you? We're winning eight yeah, games. Good luck. Well, how'd that yeah. go? How'd that go? I mean I missed missed definitely missed on that <laughs> Minnesota, but that was the one I hit. And uh, I'm gonna talk about that one the most. Where y'all so. at now? Huh? But anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, Herbert will be fun to watch this one. It, it'll be interesting because if they if they get ahead, they're going to run the ball a lot, and they'll run the wide receiver screens. He's just Herbert's trapped in a bad offense that doesn't showcase him enough. But I mean, you still get those awesome throws down the field that we saw last week against Arizona. If you were up late for that, um, so I put on this <laughs> on our rundown. Nate knows uh, Justin Herbert dropping sweet sweet dimes, which is a lot more PG than what I put for Jonathan Taylor. That's true. <laughs> Nate did write something that we're not. He can't say it. Oh my gosh. Anyway, but it's a fact, actually, though. What Jonathan Taylor is going to do to Purdue? Anyway, moving on. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch Arizona's skill players in this one. Um, I don't know if you've watched, you know, Benjamin or Brandon Ayuk yet, mm-hmm. Nate. Yeah, I've got a little bit of time w- to watch both? them. Both. Right. Both. Yeah. Surprising, huh? Okay, yeah. nice. All right, I'm I'm yeah, impressed. I so love Brandon so, Ayuk because he's out of JUCO, and I love JUCO guys. Oh, that's right. And I actually yes. saw him. Nate, Nate first is a big JUCO guy when he was behind Nikhil Harry. So right. he is. He looks a really little bit better. Full of potential. I mean, he had a hundred yard game against Utah looks, last year. So that hey, he looks he looks yeah. apart. And again, it's those it's those separation route running, those traits that Nate brought up already. That's like. Those are the things you want yeah. to see. Ayuk, yeah, it's going to be fun. As far and, as Eno goes, he's electric. If yeah. you have him in a spread offense at the NFL, he's going to be a terror. He'd be fun in Arizona. Yeah, I agree. There's no doubt about it. Super fun in Arizona. A little bit, a little bit of pop to his game, and, and he's got the ability to be a three down yeah, back. I think. Yeah, definitely. So there, there's the there's a lot the of excitement. One time that you'll ask me that question, and I'll have a comment on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That as soon as we get into as soon as we get into draft season, Nate will have more comments. Nate 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 works in radio. He's got to do he's got to do radio stuff, and he's got a lot going I do too on. Too much. That, I'm so. already about to fall asleep. 
<laughs> but 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 he he gets in the prospects later, but it's just fine because that's that's when you're supposed to. You're not supposed to be crazy Deep like dive. us getting getting into these guys uh, in June. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's just because we're hungry. Dude, uh, I'm literally so yeah. Those guys, it'll be it'll be fun <laughs> to watch. You know them go up again, <laughs> go up against uh, guys like Jordan Scott, who's a good nose tackle for uh, for Oregon. He's he's powerful, strong hands, can get off blocks. So will Benjamin be able to handle that if you know he gets in the backfield? Troy Dye, really athletic linebacker, pretty tall linebacker. He's got that kind of like the frame of like Tremaine Edmonds, who's on mm-hmm. the Bills name, and he'll be down in Mobile as well. So good guy to watch there, athletic linebacker. Diamador Lenore, who might be top five names. That is a game should of he drums. declare? That might that's true. Like, okay, what house uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Diamador Lenore. Probably from across Why does he the say, sea. Like That was what I was thinking. Somewhere yeah. in Essos. Maybe like, he li- like maybe he's Essos with the name. bank in Bravo. Yeah, Bravo sounds good. It was right. either that or it was either that or the Tyrells, because that kind of tracks because they're rich. Yeah, true. He sounds like he sounds like yeah. a noble, and that's yeah. really cool. Diamador. It's a dope name. That name is it's so good. Name. So good. But yeah, he's he's come along as, as people who cover the Pac-12 a lot have talked about you know his game coming along a lot this year and, and him being potential declare. So he'll be fun to watch against Ayuk. I that it'll be a tough test for him, but you know it'll be fun. And obviously Oregon's got an O line that really isn't going to be going up a, <laughs> a lot of top tier talent, but. Um, you know they're a fun group to watch. Uh, I'm sure Nate will be all over them coming soon if he hasn't mm-hmm. already. So Oregon O line, tune into Nate because I think there's going to be four of them you're going to have to look at for this yeah. year. And you'll probably sit there and be like, man, why can't they be as good as this left tackle um, Sewell, who's going to be probably top for next year? So just a heads up for you, Nate. Well, I wrote it down in my brain. <laughs> I wrote it down. Penay Sewell. I think that's how you pronounce it. Probably isn't. I, I botched these so bad. But yeah, those will be fun. Uh, any other names that came to mind, Nate, this week? Or... Uh, that was about it. It is kind me. of a weird I, I... It's kind of a weird week because it's like there's not you know, a lot all of those SEC those teams. The ones that we touched on. I know. I know. It's like the SEC's playing the bye weeks, including LSU as yeah. Arkansas. I um, also only I only <laughs> grabbed the a couple of them because I was like, well, I'm gonna spend a lot of time on yeah, this draft. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna spend a lot of time on this draft. All right. Is it that time? I think, I think it's so. That time. So, I think it's that time, and we are gonna get into um, fixing the Bengals now. Um, like I said, main voyage. Why not start with the team that has the number one overall? pick Can we right just now? combine our Bengals. number one overall pick? Yeah, we can just talk about our number one overall pick combined. But I think obviously the Bengals, you know, need a they lot. They need of help. a lot. Of let's help. put it that way, Nate. Before we start, before we start, let's talk about how they need help. O-line needs some work. Jonah Williams will be back next year. That'll be yep. great. It'll be great to have him. You know, But it's not a complete so, seat. Oh, my gosh. No, it isn't. Their left tackle, if, I don't know if you watched them play the Raiders. It's not oh, my pretty. goodness. Their left tackle made Max Crosby look like yep. an all-pro. Not that Crosby's bad. Just I think Crosby is pretty solid bad. this year. He's having a good year, but it's it made him look like Nick I mean, Bosa. that was awful. Oh, man. They're, they need work. But they need a quarterback, too. I don't think Ryan Finley's nope. the answer. He's just not a game changer. He's, you know, and I, I just think he's a backup. I think he's a good backup, you know, that 
He sure looks Man, like he's not a even Minshew as a backup. He sure looks he's not like even one. Minshew as a backup, no. which is like Minshew's a backup right now. Minshew could probably start somewhere else. I guess that's a bad. Maybe that's a bad yeah. comparison, but yeah, he's not as good as Minshew. He's um, not as fun as Minshew either. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. And so, and also AJ Green probably gone, yeah. which we took. We 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 covered that. And actually, wow, there's a few guys we covered in in the spotlight that we're gonna be picking. Oh yeah, great. So. So yeah, let's get into it. They need quarterback help. They need O line help. Probably a playmaker or two. Probably a little bit linebacker, maybe front seven action. I know Nate addressed the front seven. Mm-hmm. I addressed linebacker. Um and yeah, so again, there's there's a lot of needs with this team. There's a reason they're 0 and 10. But Zach Taylor's gonna get time as head coach to build mm-hmm. his team the way he wants because he knows Sean mm-hmm. McVay. Did everybody get that? He knows Sean McVay, he's not Sean fired. McVay's Janitor, so, the new head coach. <laughs> Yeah, for the Chicago of Bears. the Jets, maybe. <laughs> oh, Chicago Bears getting a new head coach. That that's fun. That makes that makes me happy. <laughs> anyway, um, let's get into this. They have the first overall pick. Nate, who did uh, you take? The same person you did. That's true. Joe who Burrow. Was it? Joe Burrow. I didn't overthink this one, and, and I don't think they're going to either. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, in, in all seriousness, they're probably down at the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Once so, they get him into an interview room, they're gonna love him. Like, if they don't already. I think as long as he I, – I hope he goes down there. Like, some top guys don't oh, go yeah. down there. Oh, yeah. I hope he does, though, because watching him compete will be so much Well, listening fun. to Jim Nagy talk, it sounds like he knows he's going to be there. Like, just because he's such a competitor. That's good news. Yeah, that's – I did see that tweet, and that's kind of why I came – that's why I yeah. kind of said that is, yeah. And, I mean, it seems like at the Senior Bowl, there's not – quite as much of a worry about you getting hurt knock on wood because it's pretty well contained yeah i mean some guys yeah some guys have gotten hurt yeah. a little bit i know nathan shepherd yeah. did um is that is that two years yeah, ago already maybe it is wow so and then but then of course you got guys like colin saunders doing backflips which after is practice, awesome so that's really cool and but, having yeah did you know his, at that's the same his, time did you know that's his first name that's how you pronounce colin it? Interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't know that until like a couple. I weeks didn't know ago. that even when we and saw him his, play his Twitter person. account. Right, like his Twitter. Like I didn't know that until very that was recently. In the press that box it's for that game at Illinois, and I did not know that. Yeah, I, that was surprising. But it's not Kalen. It's Colin Saunders. Interesting. Anyway, so yeah, we went Joe Burrow. I think it makes the most sense for them. As far as it goes. Also to note, the Bengals have seven picks. Yep, seven flat. One in one in each round. It's it's very it's very simple. You know, there's no no nonsense. Just like this pick, which no naturally nonsense, means man. they're gonna be trading and get more or less. It's gonna happen. Hey, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> well, they may out of the second round. Who knows? But do you think Herbert's in play here at all? Um, no. Nope. No, you don't think they'll like the arm? I yeah I. Yeah, it's hard to say that Not Herbert's number play one. for number one overall. Yeah. Two or three? Okay. All right, we're on the Maybe. same page. We're on the same page. We're on the same. Okay, solid. We're on the same page. All right, Burrow. So, Nate, you want to go with your second round pick oh, first yeah. here? So, Clint Bowling's retired. Jonah Williams is hurt, but he's coming back, so that's a good look for them. Drew Sample is a good that's blocking good tight end, so I like that a lot as an addition. So, they need to work on this line still. Basically, we're going to see one guy come back that I am really really excited about and i have been kind of reevaluating this you know cordy glenn at the left tackle spot 
He has had some issues, to say the least. But he is coming Injuries back. especially. Yeah, injuries especially. And a one-game suspension for some disciplinary reasons. I don't even know if I actually heard the actual like why of that. But it doesn't matter. He's coming back. And I still really like him. I think he could be good for them. Regardless, I have them taking Creed Humphrey. I like And that. out of Oklahoma, I he's think an he an, he's an animal right in, into an interior offensive line position, complement the tackles, and play. He's an yeah. animal up front. Yeah, he is. Someone noted that he has, like, wrestling background. Mm-hmm. I yeah. totally see it. You can see it by the way he moves his arms and his body to get into position. He, yeah, he's a menace up front. And he's strong hands, powerful mm-hmm. player. They also have... I love the pick. And, go ahead. No, go ahead. You got it. This they is your also pick, have buddy. Trey Hopkins the at the center spot. They need to re-sign him, in my opinion. But I like his leadership okay. from that center spot. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe he can slot to guard. Maybe you move it and around not, a little bit. They've got a ridiculous Who knows? amount of cap room, too, especially if Andy Dalton's gone. They, they do. So maybe someone like Brandon Sheriff from the Redskins yeah. is in play. And they're in a spot where they're going to be... have to overpay free agents, so they're lucky that they – well, they're not lucky. It was planned, but they're fortunate to have that much room. Yeah, that's true. I agree. And, I yeah, I think Humphrey's a good pick there. That's That's almost what I did. For being honest, but I was like, I, I feel like Nate's gonna do that because he loves O'Leary, yeah. and I want it. I want it to be a little different. So I went with getting the Bengals an athletic linebacker, but a really good player at line. Like really, like he's a good, decent athlete, good mm-hmm. athlete, but he's so he's just got great football IQ. He's physical. He understands how to read gaps and, and attack in the run game, and he's not. Too bad um, in pass coverage either. Obviously, we haven't seen tape on him this year. It's Dylan Moses from mm-hmm. Alabama. No tape this year. ACL injury um, before the season started. I still think in a weak linebacker class, he probably will come out uh, in the draft. Um, but yeah, I love the pick here. He'll be he'll be recovered fully in time for that. I think he is who people thought like Mac Wilson and Ruben Foster were probably going to be like really top tier type of linebacker. The CJ Mosley comparisons will probably fly up. Why? Because he went to the same school. Okay. We get it. We get it. But I think as far as where the Bengals identity, unfortunately it came from Vontez perfect when they were not good trying, they were good getting to the playoffs a little bit more. Um, This guy shouldn't be as much of a headhunter, but I I think he, his game is really good. And I think we're going to forget about him because we haven't seen anything this year. Um, but really a strong linebacker overall and, and a good center. Mm-hmm. Pick and, and, and sets the tone of the defense up front. Atkins will give him plenty of space to yeah, make Yeah, without plays. a doubt. And I, the reason I say not good when you bring him up is obvious, but more or less for the reason you have to go that far back to when he was good to look at that identity, that is a tough time. But I think Moses is going to slot yeah. right in and play really well for them, especially coming back to 100%. I agree. So my third pick here is KJ Hamler out of Penn State. He is lightning quick. We talked a little bit about him earlier, so I won't say too much, but especially in short areas. But then again, when you watch him in the open field, he's got great speed. And two things that I really look for in my wide receivers, one is route running and the other is hands. And I think he's both. And when you have both of those things, 
I think you minimize your risk. So I think as a high energy person and also an effortful, effortful, that's not a word, but I'll use it anyway. Blocker on the outside. That's something that goes a bit unnoticed. I think he'll provide a big weapon for Joe Burrow. Yeah, I like that. The fact that maybe he can move around on the offense isn't restricted to Mm -hmm. the slot. You know, somewhere where Tyler Boyd operates a lot for this team. And, and that versatility will be something like also hashtag effortful is now effortful. a term that we are using effortful full of effort effort full of effort effortful I'm, I'm here we're for just it. we're cutting we're cutting out the of we don't need that middleman <laughs> you know in, in our words um so who, who needs englishing anyway so i like that pick for them i went trey adams in the third round he's a popular pick for me in the third round right now because i think he's better than a third round pick He's inside my top 50. The medicals are the big question for him because I think the questions coming into the season, other than that, as far as him being more of a mauler and more physical at the point of attack in the run game, he's checked that box. So it's just all about making sure this guy is healthy. You know, had back surgery, I think, that cost him two years ago and then a knee injury that cost him last season. So finally been playing this whole year. Looks good in pass protection. I wouldn't be mad about him and, and Jonah Williams uh, on the same side there blocking for, for mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. Up front. Well, and I'm going to address so. that problem a little bit more too here in the fourth round with Alaric Jackson from Iowa. A, honestly, I love this pick here in the fourth round. I was actually happy he didn't get swiped up from right in front of me. But he's got some plus physical traits that I really look for, and he's also got that experience, that in-game experience that I like in his time with Iowa. And a lot of his biggest issues, to me, seem to be fixable. A lot of the scouting reports, in my personal opinion, he drops his hips sometimes and loses those leverage battles. A good coach is going to fix that disengagement issue. I think they'll work that out pretty well. But when he does switch off and require a little bit of help from his team, every report says he is very, very heavily good at communicating. So that's what we like to see out of our big boys. Again, yeah, I think you're going to get you know refinement out of those out of coaching one, and I think Iowa offensive linemen, you're getting good yeah. players when when they're. I feel like out. it's like Big they, Ten offensive. They teach linemen. them you well. Just love them in most yeah, cases. I agree. Yeah, I think in most cases they've been they've been really solid. I think Alaric Jackson be nice. I think you know depending if you want, there's there's a chance you know Williams and Jackson could be your mm-hmm. tackles. It, there's a. What's nice about this is there's versatility already mm-hmm. on this line, and you can move things around the way you like it. So you have Jackson, Humphrey, and Williams really mm-hmm. on your line right now, and that's pretty and good. With developing I players, like you really need that ability to try them out different places and slot them in in unique places. So that's yeah. another big thing. Like I, re- yeah, like I remember last year, people were like Jonah Williams would be an elite mm-hmm. center if he played center. I remember that discussion. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, and sometimes maybe that's the best move. We'll see, but that's what's nice about getting versatile players, and so. I went with uh, Brandon Ayuk here uh, in the fourth round. Guy we just talked about in our mm-hmm. spotlight. Great route runner, can separate, and he's got that extra gear down the field. I think that's kind of what this offense is missing right now. You have Tyler Boyd as a possession guy, good slot receiver. John Ross is some is there when he's healthy. He's he's He did look pretty good this year. But you also have Auden Tate as a big guy who can go up and, and win those contested spots. You need that separator, big play threat. That's uh, Brandon Ayuk, and I love that value here in the fourth. Yeah, absolutely. So moving into the fifth year, Mr. Charles Snowden, kind of addressing a need that you already talked a little bit about with Dylan Moses. I'm going to fill the linebacker position here at least. 
in a fifth round kind of filler sort of way. I mean, he'll partially fill a need. What I really like about him is his crazy length. He also knows how to use it really well, especially in the run defense. So even if he doesn't become your long-term linebacker starter in the fifth round, that's good value for somebody that knows how to use their skill set. Yeah, I think, you know, linebacker is a position where if you don't have somebody elite, but you have an elite front, if you have somebody who just good football IQ, good tackling ability, you know, a little bit of range, you're kind of in good shape. And it sounds like if he's using his length well, he's getting off blocks and he's he's doing what he's supposed to do as a linebacker. For fifth round, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of my pick. We went there with the linebacker. He's also got some good flashes in zone coverage. It's worth mentioning. But who'd you have coming into round five? So through five rounds, I just realized we really hit the same five positions. Uh, we just did in a different order. So high five for both of us. Um, I went Ben Bredesen here from Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plays interior line. I think he he's really just all around solid. I think, you know, there's not like a trait that jumps out with his game, but there's also not like a trait where you're like, oh man, like he's not good at this. Like, oh, he's not good at this either. No, it's just, he's all around solid and he's going to get good value here. Should be down in Mobile. I can't wait to see him there. Um, yeah, just all around pretty powerful guy. And we've talked about this. These Big Ten offensive linemen turn into nice players most of the time. So, I like the pick here for Ben Bredesen out of Michigan. All righty. So bringing it back here into the sixth round, I'm going to completely butcher this name, but I'm going to do my best. I think I know how to pronounce it, this, actually, but I want to hear you do it. Nope, you got to go. Tifa Galei. It's so hard for me. I'm really bad at Polynesian names. Oh, man. <laughs> I think – so I think it's like – I don't know if it's Tifa or Tifa. Tifa I know it's – I know it's yeah. I know it's Galea. I'm pretty sure that's. I just how, need to say yeah, that. I think that's how you say that. It. But anyway. Oh man, I was just dying here while he did it the first time. He's I'm from sorry. Utah, right, not the Utah school that you're thinking of, though. When it comes to the 2020 NFL draft, Utah State, a redshirt senior with a lot of promise. I really like what he's got, especially he's got elite burst off the side. That offers a really interesting tool here in the sixth round. Yeah, I like that. And I like if you you've watched Utah State because you're watching Jordan mm-hmm. Love, and you're not seeing um, Galea uh, play, then you're missing out. I think he's got a lot of potential as an edge rusher. So I I like that pick here, Nate. I like. I'm that a big a lot. fan in the sixth round, especially. I think that's good value. Yeah, I I would agree. And and the edge class is deep, so you can get some of that you know later than you think this year, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I went with another uh, senior bowl guy. Um, Kendall Vildor from Georgia Southern, and he is just aggressive. He's a chirper uh, at the line of scrimmage as a corner, and yeah, the Bengals need some corner help. William Jackson's had injuries, so there's some of that going on with him, and he's not on the field all the time. And and after that, Darquez Denard hasn't been um, has nowhere near lived up to being a first round pick. So getting something late like that, and like it's the cornerback market is is going to be active. Um, there's a lot of guys that, that teams could be looking at um, this offseason, so I think the Bengals could address it there and then go with someone like Vildor. And people are comparing him to Jair Alexander because of how he talks and how he's physical and aggressive at the line of scrimmage. So something to watch in Mobile will be will be how he feels. Yeah, that's understandable. Everybody likes kind of that hot rod. I, I love my players to have a bit of an edge. Not too much because that's how you end up having yeah. a fiasco where you hit someone over the head with a helmet. But, like, 
That's entirely <laughs> possible, I guess. Apparently, apparently it's possible that yeah. you can do that. To yeah, a person. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't have know. a killer's mindset. I don't know. No, I don't. Man, what? Okay. We'll let that one. Slide. We could spend an, We could spend an hour on that. We're just. I yeah. am also. All right, we're almost done. Not a fan of the other person involved in that incident, though. I will throw that out for fairness. Well, yeah. I think he's a right, tool. Anyway. I think, yeah, there's something going on. Yeah, anyway. we just turned into Barstool. Nate, man. your seventh round anyway, pick. Anyway, seventh round pick. Your seventh round, your seventh pick, round pick, is a bloody purple and gold, man. He bleeds it. He lives it. You can tell by his Twitter account. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will be teaming back up with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I like that. And I actually almost took uh, Jefferson, their wide receiver, earlier before. I wouldn't have taken all three of them because that's just ridiculous. But it's always good to pair up a wide receiver and a quarterback. Anyway, that's a big tangent. Uh, I love what Edwards Hilaire brings. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't seen some great flashes of him before this year, back when they kind of ran that offensive style that relied a lot more on running backs than their current one does. Which uh, I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I watch every LSU game, and to anyone that knows me, that's not surprising. But he's a bit shorter in stature, but he's built like a more modern NFL running back. He's tough. He's like a truck. And he takes some hard shots, and he's also able to deliver them. And, I mean, you've seen his spin move. His agility is very nice. And uh, That spin move was nasty. It was, and he's done it a lot. And I'm glad it's finally getting some recognition. He's slippery. And he's also got one of the highest uh, broken tackle slash missed tackle rates in the country. I don't remember where it is, but at one point he was like number four. So I don't know. And he works well out of the backfield too, like in catching, not in just running. Sorry. Yeah. Of course he does. He's a running back. (laughs) You know, whatever. (laughs) He works well out of the backfield. I've heard it. Nate, are you sure you didn't want to go with Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Jefferson, Lloyd Cushenberry, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Maybe throw in Rashard Lawrence? You didn't think about doing that. If you want me to just do a seven-round LSU draft, I can deliver that promise. I feel like you might be able to do it. I mean, it's definitely possible whether they'd be good picks or not. Definitely not. First off, I – yeah – I, there's a chance you could do Burrow, Delpit, Fulton in the first round with Miami's picks. Anyway, I hope they don't do that for a later time. An LS, <laughs> all LSU mock draft. Nate can come it's at coming. you with that. Um, yeah, so seventh round, I went Jordan Scott uh, from Oregon. Um, like I, like I said before, we talked about in the spotlight, physical at the point of attack. Um, you know, guy who can kind of disengage from blocks. Um, yeah, just, just a, a menace up front, and to pair him with Geno Atkins would be fun. I know he plays nose right now for Oregon, but I think he's got enough to to, to kind of just flip over to a two-eye um, type of deal. On the offensive line, play right next to him. It, it, it would be a nice front if they did that. I think there's a little bit lacking right now. They don't know what they've got from Manel Wren yet in his rookie year, and you know Andrew Billings was a fourth-rounder a couple of years ago. So there's, there's depth there, but there hasn't been that, you know, breakout guy i'm not saying seventh round is a guaranteed breakout but just another name to throw into the pot there uh, for training camp so yeah uh that's pretty much going to do it for fixing the Bengals. um we'll probably do it again probably do the Bengals again sometime soon and by soon i mean not soon because it'll probably be like in march or yeah. april don't know why i said that well it depends um, on your definition wow. of soon. i meant I meant to say, oh man, I I lost it there at the end, guys. Forgive me. I was just um, gonna let it go. But yeah, we'll we'll probably see him again uh, sometime on the podcast here uh, down the stretch of the draft season. That was what I was trying to say. I just said soon. I don't know why. Forgive me. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much gonna wrap up uh, our really maiden voyage here. Um, this should be going up on Spreaker. 
You can find it there. Just look, search NFL Mocks on Spreaker. Um, it should also be on NFLMocks.com, embedded in some posts. Um, so be on the lookout for that as well. And uh, you can follow Nate at, at what? Nate JW Sports. Super easy. Super easy. And you can follow me at Jake NFL Draft. Also super easy. I flirted with changing it. Um, but no. we'll see. It's it's really simple, so I don't want. Yeah, it's easy. You can tell what I said, and you don't have to like go. Oh, how do you spell his yeah. last name? Anyway, so yeah, you can follow us there. Follow uh, NFL Mox at NFL Mox. Um, pretty simple there too. So, and yeah, we'll be back hopefully twice a week doing this for you guys, and we hope you enjoy. Jake, 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 um, Jake, Jake, Jake. What? I have what? A quick what? Question what? before we go. Have you ever okay. just taken your last name and used that as your name at Starbucks to see what happens? Can no, you I please haven't. do that for a podcast experiment? Okay, I, all right, I'll do that. One of the next two podcasts that we do, I don't know if we're going to do one on Thanksgiving or not. We may have to just do a super show on Monday or something, but I will try to do that before next recording um, just to see how I've it goes. I've always wanted to know. And yeah, <laughs> well, I'll try that for you. For you, yes. I will try that. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed. You enjoyed all our uh, nice little um, tangents, metaphors. Yeah, our <laughs> tangents, our metaphors. Um, we got into a lot of stuff. We think uh, Jalen Rager rides a dragon as a Targaryen. Um, we talked about Diamador Lenore being an Essos. Tua is Baby Yoda. And ask who and, is your most effortful player? Get at us on Twitter. Right. Hashtag effortful. Hashtag effortful. Search that. So all the great stuff that you could ask for on this podcast, we provide. Uh, so yeah, we will catch you guys in the next one. Adios. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.